For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We've only seen them very, like, he's a toaster. That's what he is. <laughs> he's a glorified he's a, toaster. He's a super toaster. Whenever we saw least. them together alone, it was like day-to-day life. They were never like fighting crime together by themselves. It was always when they were brought into the Avengers, you know? I mean, Can you imagine if the whole show is just a drama and there's like no action at all? It's, it's just literally it's just a drama. Com. It's just exactly. a domestic drama. <laughs> And welcome to Inconceivable. I'm William, and today I'm joined by Alex, David, and Gordon. Hello. Full Good house evening. today. <laughs> um, I know you guys. I mean, some of you may be really excited, but some of you may be like, oh, again, yes, we have another episode dedicated to something Marvel related. But um, this, for the foreseeable future, will be the last time we're talking about Marvel for a while, uh, because we're talking about Marvel Phase Four, which they just had an enormous amount of announcements coming after um, San Diego Comic-Con and the weeks following. Um, And unfortunately for all you Marvel fans, it does not really kick in till May 1st, 2020. And that's a projected date. So that's possible that could also be potentially delayed because we're still a year out. And You know what? I'm okay with that. I feel yeah. like I'm satisfied after Endgame that I can just like... And that's fine. It feels like you can breathe after all that Marvel. I mean, I love Marvel, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like... I was going to say, like, uh, my, the Endgame really like had most of my Marvel interest. I kind of needed a break. I wish they had actually pushed off mm-hmm. um, Far From Home for a little yeah. bit more time, too. Do you feel like, not to go too far off <laughs> on a tangent, but after this upcoming Star Wars movie, Star Wars should do the same thing? Maybe just doing TV shows and laying off the movies for a few years? I might just not watch the movie. I don't know. Really? <laughs> Oof. I mean, I, I am not a fan of what the last one was. It was like two good scenes mired in a pile of garbage. Oof. And even one of their best scenes had like some of the most ridiculous fight choreography you've ever seen here. I mean, if you look at it closely, yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) You pay attention. That being said, we're not talking not even about Solo, which is technically the last one, right? Oh, yeah, you're talking about Solo. No, I'm not talking about Solo. I didn't even watch Solo. We're talking about Last Jedi. Star Wars hasn't really got a hard grip on it. I think that it's... It doesn't deserve it. It hasn't done good enough for me to earn that. I'm sorry. I think it's going to come back in a couple of ways, hopefully, at least with TV shows. So I'm Especially with Disney Plus coming into the picture. <clears throat> That's like the only main reason I'm going right. to get Plus right when it comes out. What are they I'm... doing? I haven't actually heard. Well, so they're doing the, the whole Boba Fett. Um, no. No, not Boba Fett. They're doing the Mandalorian yes. thing. Yeah. But Disney Plus is going to be huge for Disney, not just for all the Star Wars related stuff that they're working on, but Marvel. Like, mm. huge, huge push for um, Disney Plus. In fact, half of the stuff that they announced was Disney Plus related content. And I'm not actually mad because what I see is them really diversifying with some longer form content and not just 
movies, which I think is how Marvel is going to continue to be relevant by changing the formula of their content, you know, keeping it fresh. Um, and most of the Netflix um, shows uh, from Marvel were pretty well reviewed, especially um, Daredevil. Mm. Uh, Punisher was decent. Um, and Jessica Jones was really good, too. Um, even the worst ones weren't that bad. They were just paled in comparison to the already established shows that were just far better. Um, but everyone complained about how they didn't really feel canon. Like, they were, quote-unquote, canon, but they had this awkward, unsaid thing where they didn't interact with the movies whatsoever. The closest thing that we had was... Um, are you asking me? Because I don't know. Yeah, no, because you watched the actual show, not me. The, oh, no. With, with, with the, um, what was the group one that they did? Defenders? Defenders. Did they have, like, Coulson in that or something? No, no, no they Sh didn't. Or anything with S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think it was something S.H.I.E.L.D.-related that they had that actually connected with the movies. That was no. kind of like a... No, I don't remember <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. at all. I <laughs> really? I think, I, was I think the most they have is a reference to the Hulk movie. In one of the um, in like Luke Cage? New newspapers, yeah, they're. I don't know who's at a newspaper, but they're at one. Okay, because um, and there's like a thing about like the the showdown, whatever it happened between the Hulk and whatever the abomination. abomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing on that, and you're just like, I mean, that, why is that the one reference we, we're getting from the actual MCU? It's I don't know. The references but. that I got were for like the Battle of New York, which is in the first Avengers movie, and then them talking about the. Uh, Superhero uh, Sokovia Accords for um, Captain America Civil War. Mm -hmm. So I think they talked about that a little bit in Daredevil Season 2 um, and some other stuff. But it's just like very tiny Easter eggs that you barely notice if you're watching right. it all. And, like, and they did have an Easter egg from Endgame, right? That actually referenced one of the shows, like one of the characters from the shows, if I remember correctly. Who? Yeah, who? Who will? <laughs> I'm trying to. I need to stop the rest. Bring this stuff up if you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I know this. people were talking about it. There was there was a character that was introduced, uh, not introduced. There was a ca character that was referenced. Um, I think it had something to do with Mar uh, with Tony Stark. That was only a character from mm. one of the shows that they kind of just threw in there for like a two second clip that was in Endgame. Mm. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, well, they, I think it was one of the, the, the scenes where they went back in time, if I remember correctly. What's disappointing is that it's still not very well tied, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more tied into the MCU than those other shows. Yes, absolutely. And I don't really care for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They had a couple of the side characters from the movies show up, like uh, Lady Sif, or even uh, even Nick Fury showed up and Maria Hill and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that was tied in better than the, one, the Netflix shows, and... Personally, I like the Netflix shows more, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing with the new shows that are coming yeah. up, though. Um, let's talk about the whole schedule, and then we'll pick them all one by one. Um, first off, as mentioned, we have Black Widow kicking it off at May 1st, 2020. So still a ways away, um, but this is something that we've like I've heard talked about for a long time now. Um, and one of the reasons why we're kind of confused of um, certain characters' death <laughs> in yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Um, next, we have um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be in the fall of 2020, and it's a DV, uh, Disney Plus um, show. Then we have Eternals coming in November 2nd, 2020, and that's the the only other movie that's going to be in 2020. We've got Black Widow and Eternals for 2020, and that's it. So even though even when things get kicked off, we're still going to be pretty sparse for Marvel stuff. And um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the only current show that's slated for 2020 as well. So um, it's going to be a while before we get back to this normal full swing 
not a complaint, but just a um, just a mention of what's going on. Then in February twelfth uh, of twenty twenty one, we have uh, Shang Chi, uh, Legend of the Rings. Um, then um, also coming in spring twenty twenty one, WandaVision, a Disney Plus show. Also a dead character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of stuff to work on. Yeah. Um, then May seventh of twenty twenty one, they have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, then they have um, Loki. 2021 Disney Plus show. That's it, just Loki. Okay, cool. Um, And then I think, despite what everyone is saying, this is their favorite stuff, this is my my most excited thing, is the What If series going on Disney Plus summer 2021. We'll get more into that later. Um, Then we have Hawkeye, another Disney Plus show, coming in fall of 2021. And to top it all off, Thor Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. Mm. So... We have a total of one, two, three, four, five movies in the span of two years, and we've got also five shows. So we got five shows, five movies, span of two years, three of those being in 2020, and then the rest being in 2021. So 2021 is going to be pretty packed with stuff. That is, as everything remains on the schedule, I would not be surprised if two or more of these things falls a couple months behind. Someone showed a picture of the original Marvel Phase 3 plan and what it actually ended up being completely different. Mm-hmm. So it did make me question how seriously we should take this. However, I did like that they were pretty confident in sharing all this information at once and it wasn't like a pieced together kind of plan. They're like, out of the gate. Here's our entire plan. And they waited to announce all of these stuff surrounding these movies until they announced the entire phase. So that was, it was a pretty cool role of announcements. I like the the Kevin Feige meme where it's saying like, Kevin Feige after realizing that he can make absolutely any sort of show or movie that he wants. And it's just Chris Pratt saying like, I'm gonna make some weird crap now. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> um, Before we get to the, into the, the movies and shows that's on the list, let's quickly talk about the stuff that's not on the list. For instance, we know that Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 is in the works, but not slated for 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, it's it's to be expected, honestly. I mean, if James Gunn is coming back and he's still working on Suicide Squad, then, you know, I don't expect him to get something right off the mm-hmm. bat, let alone for a like a, um, a press release of what they're coming out with at the moment. Because I don't think he's barely even like touched Gardens of the Galaxy right. 3. Right, because I believe it was supposed to come out 2020. Yeah. Uh, that's correct. And they had they had him pulled from the project for, what was it, a year? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they hired him. Around a, a year, yeah. For, for a while. Long enough to where he kind of shoved it aside. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to go do my own thing then. I'm a little curious. Um, isn't it just probably pushed farther back in terms of what's happening in the... Marvel Universe continuity of like order, like, mm. like I feel like it will be because like, I don't. Well, who are the Eternals? First off, I don't actually know anything. About we'll it. get into that when we when it, go- it might matter. Okay, based on just like simply the, the are Eternals like and humans, kind of they. It's another Guardians of the Galaxy kind of case where they're B slash C class heroes. Mm-hmm. No one really knows about, and they don't really have other than being in group settings. They don't have, as far as I know, some clear ties to specific heroes that's already been established. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy kind of scenario, 
and that's pretty exciting. But they're me. like a deep space group, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So Very like, similar to in that. Like maybe there's some development that needs right. to happen elsewhere in the MCU in order for the movie to actually come in. The Eternals are, are more your standard type of superheroes, where the Guardians of the Galaxies is kind of like a, a group of misfits mm. that are just in space, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but like, they, they, I mean, space is big, but like, there could be some kind of like story arc change right. based on what's happening. So, I mean, right. I mean maybe they'd accidentally pushed a movie back two years but like, I, I, I don't know I figured that they'll work it into it somehow in the storyline and we do what's interesting is that Endgame left us off with having Thor go with Guardians of the Galaxies now at the end of the schedule here we have the next Thor movie maybe the Guardians will kind of have a cameo role at the uh, in the Thor movie what do you guys think uh, that, that would be an interesting thing because if that happens in that movie that's the movie that's at the end of the list, right? Yes. So what about the movies that come after that? It might be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Right, there could be some sort of pivotal point that both explains what happened to Thor in that setting and then also sets up Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think it's interesting that um, in theory at least, none of these films have started you know, production yet. Or mm -hmm. Black Widow has. Black Widow has. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Thor specifically hasn't started production. Uh, and but Guardians of the Galaxy isn't, isn't even on the list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that, all that pans out. Honestly, um, we can we can get into this. You know, as we're as we're kind of exploring the the, the list of slated products, really. Um, but Thor is kind of the only one that. Like really interests me mm. out of the out of the list. Like all the others, it's like oh, you know, there's something there. But like yeah, I think that's kind of what's interesting is that when we're looking <laughs> at the list. And I mean, granted, some of the powerhouses that we're used to being Captain America, mm -hmm. Iron Man, they're just automatically not going to be on this list because they're not around anymore. And there aren't even any Avengers movies. Like, no, no. Yeah, is there any like big crossovers planned? Do we know? Not that we know of, but Marvel's been really clever about just literally just putting in crossovers without announcing it mm. like I mean they it would it, that was my biggest complaint about Thor Ragnarok is that they announced that Hulk was in it it would have been so much cooler if they left that a secret and then you were watching the Thor movie and then all of a sudden you get the same reaction with Thor I know him he's Hulk that would have been so awesome um, so I think crossovers with how Marvel has been treating them could happen at any point. I would be very surprised if we didn't have some sort of character in the Doctor Strange movie that's from. Yeah. Now, are we talking about like actual crossovers where there's characters who are in the movie or TV show for a long period of time, or just like for a long little... period of time, like okay. like Hulk was in Thor Ragnarok, okay. like for, or like Hulk was a like a big playing role in right. that movie. Because Doctor Strange did have a cameo appearance, sort of in that movie True. as well but I will say I about it's like good it's pretty good um, yeah had the yellow gloves and everything um, <laughs> but what was interesting that I found out was that the Doctor Strange movie is also gonna have Wanda I believe yes so that's kind yep. of a crossover a little bit different and two you know like sort of mystical weird people yeah well in the comics she's like an actual witch right I know she's also a mutant, but like she has I don't know. Well, some connection to the mystical. So what's interesting about that, right, is that even though Doctor Strange is slated after WandaVision, um, WandaVision just says spring. Doctor Strange says May 7th. Gotcha. I think it's possible the fact that they've mentioned that Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange, and that's all they said basically about it. Um, maybe it's possible that, I mean, the movie is called Doctor Strange 
in the multiverse of madness. It's possible that this movie explains how Vision comes back into the picture, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that would be that would be pretty cool to watch in the movie, you know? I will be honest, I am excited for the multiverse. I am too. That's, that's the only thing I'm excited about. Not the right fake now. multiverse that we were promised right. in Home and uh, Far From Home. <laughs> um, other Spoiler alert. But <laughs> <laughs> nice. Other, other big movies that they have talked about that's not in it, Black Panther 2, mm. that was sounding like it was going to be a pretty like early 2020 movie at one point, and now it's not even slated for the next two years. So mm -hmm. does that, guys, does that have you disappointed? Or are you okay with this? Or I mean, well, what's happening in the world? I don't know really many Black Panther villains. And I think it's Craven the Hunter. I thought he was a Spider-Man villain. They, oh, yeah, he is. They have talked about bringing uh, uh, Namor, Namor, Namor the Submariner. Yeah, Sub -submariner? into, into Submariner, which would be really awesome. As a Submariner, okay. As, as a villain for Black Panther, that actually sounds pretty exciting. King yeah. against King, that'd yeah. be cool. I'd be down with that. Yeah. Um, honestly, like whatever time it takes them, like I don't want them to rush it. Yeah, like doesn't matter which movie it is. I think the more time that they're allowed to take to get it right better because um, the the pace of like producing a movie can like if you add more time I feel mm -hmm. like it can only make it better you know um, yeah, the, I get that. the more like obviously there are going to be exceptions but I feel like if you're rushed you're probably not going to do as mm -hmm. good a job <laughs> they also don't have a Captain Marvel 2 slated on there and you know what We'll go with that. <laughs> so I'm, I think I'm, ex I'm interested in seeing Black Widow a lot more, right. honestly. I'm, I'm also glad they're not rushing with that because I feel like that also needs some more. I wouldn't mind seeing her in a cameo in another movie. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, but as far as her You mean like Avengers? Well, the, the, Endgame? Yeah. Funny. No, the, I mean, the issue with their characters, it's like, she's so powerful. It's like, what do you even have her fight? Right. The entire space armada or whatever. It's like, oh, oh no. She, she has to fly punch through all more the, than one ship. the ships. Oh no. I could, like, I could definitely... Come on, guys. We need to really let, like, raise the stakes before she make her a character because it's like, what's she going to do, right? right? It'd be interesting. Yeah. Maybe she could make an appearance in the Eternals because that seems like a pretty big space adventure and that would make yeah. sense to having her being like a cameo in that. Yeah, that's fair. I'd be interested in seeing like because you have all these people that are like physically powerful, mm -hmm. but then you have people like Wanda or Doctor Strange whose abilities are less to do with right. like personal strength. Per yeah, I, I, well, I guess I mean Wanda's kind of like it still takes place in the physical world, but it's not based on her like being able to do things. It's like her, you know, uh, imposing like her will mm -hmm. on someone. So it's uh, not it it's not based on like physique or powers that are well I don't know because because Captain Marvel she kind of has powers that are similar to that it's not actually like she it has to come from her and then out she doesn't have, she doesn't have a telekinetic yeah uh, yeah that's what it is power set I would, I would say like after you have Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange I feel like you pretty much have most of the bases covered right it's like having Batman and Superman's like someone who actually can deal with things that are odd that are happening, strange, then someone's incredibly powerful. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, you could have, that. like, the whole Justice League or <laughs> Avengers or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you pretty much have everything covered right here. It's, anyway. like, it's, like, it's like Superman and Justice League, basically. It's like, oh, he shows up and he's able to take care of most of it. It's yeah, like, exactly. Uh, it's right. it's like, okay. Maybe he's got, like, a kryptonite or something. I don't know. We need a kryptonite for Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, actually. Like yeah, or something. Yeah. I feel like they've kind of painted themselves into a corner on this one. Yeah, it'll I, be okay when there's... I, I would like to find some sort of 
I know it's hard because again, like I said, painting themselves into a corner. I liked the first half version of Captain Marvel where she felt more grounded, not as not just power wise, but also character wise. Mm-hmm. Um, because then I, and again, this could have totally been just with how they shot the movie. You know, I have a feeling that because I mean, it was clearly evident in Endgame that's what happened because Endgame was shot. The scenes with her was shot before she even did her movie, so she had no idea what really the character was like. So it doesn't surprise surprise me at all that her that her performance in Endgame left a lot wanting. So um, and I will stand by like the fact that I think that there's a lot of potential with that character, and I saw great scenes from Captain Marvel mostly in the first half. In the second half, it just kind of lost me. Like it just seemed like they pushed that all aside, and now it's just. I don't know. Like, the character just lost its personality for some reason, you know? Um, especially, like, her with Nick Fury, that was awesome. Like, those two, like, made an awesome duo, and seeing them do stuff together, I was a big fan of. Um, so, I would love some way to f- to find out, to put her in a setting, setting where she's more grounded, and we have some more personal moments with her, and not just, I'm the strongest person in the universe, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 3 also, that's, yeah. that's not a thing. Nope, not on this list. And that one makes more sense to me because we did just have a Spider-Man movie. It's kind of interesting how we did have two Spider-Man movies in the same phase. Mm. Oh my goodness, you're right. Yeah. So at the same time, it is and isn't a surprise. Wait, there's two Spider-Man movies? So Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, so that came after Civil War, which was the start so of... You're saying Far From Home is Phase 3 still? Yep. Because it's... Technically? Yep. Yeah, for some reason. No, it, it is officially, not technically. That's, it is officially. That's weird. Yeah, no, we were talking about that earlier. I don't like that either. They, they, they should have had the last one to have been Endgame. Yeah. You should just let it sit for a while. Yeah, but then there's like... It, that would make um, Spider-Man Far From Home officially the start of Phase 4, and then there's nothing for a while, and... Uh, no, but Marvel. Be, I mean, like, like, let us breathe for a bit, and we'll come back wanting more. You know, if you give us like six months after Endgame, it'll be like, oh, I'm excited to see what they're doing next. But like, it's like, a, like what, two months, three months mm-hmm. after it, and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to them, one of the thing, one of my criticisms of Far From Home was that it didn't feel like the start to a new phase. Yeah, and I and I feel like. If they were going to put it off and have it be part of Phase Four, they would have to have a different movie to kick things off. That's fair. And yeah. and have Far From Home be kind of shuffled into the middle somewhere. Right. That's fair. Overall, when I look at the schedule, what I would like to see and what I can possibly see happening is that since we're basically hitting the reset button, we haven't established a new overarching multi-phase multi-phase threat yet um, that has yet to be remain seen um, something that would be a good thing to do with this phase especially with missing some of the bigger characters is just have fun with it let's have some lower stakes light-hearted fun movies and content with this phase that would be really good you know we see uh, like Thor Love and Thunder there was a really uh, like the last um, Thor movie was really lighthearted and funny I would love to see more of that with this one it sounds like it is I feel like they're taking what they've done with Ragnarok and doing it even more with TT is back to do that one with the name like Thor Love and Thunder though like it's kind of hard not to think oh yeah they're just you know they're yeah. not going for the big picture of the MCU it's right. just like it's it's Thor it should be fine. You have. Do you, we want to break things down individually? Yeah, let's let's start. Let's start with the specifics. Something. Do we know anything about either X Men or Fantastic oh, Four coming in? No, that, that's MCU? good. So Fantastic Four, they have confirmed, is in the works. 
um, so they're officially doing it. Um, we're not sure if it's gonna be a part of this phase or not yet, but they are officially doing it. Super excited. X-Men, they have confirmed that it's not going to be in the near future. However, they have teased that there may be mentions of mutants in the near future. I was gonna say, I feel like, I mean, there's been too many variations of X-Men 2 recently. Like, yeah. Give it some time. So I'm yeah. super happy with their decision. Fantastic Four makes so much mm -hmm. sense to really shuffle into the mix now. Um, however, X-Men, I think, needs some more breathing room. And I think that it's wise to kind of separate. Let's not have Fantastic Four and X-Men really close together. Let's mm -hmm. let's let's sparsely space out the Fox previously owned franchises, you know? Um, and speaking of that, um, Deadpool, which they said that they are going to continue with Ryan Reynolds, but no mention of it yet. And I think it's because they're probably gonna wait to work with that again when X-Men comes back into the wait, picture. Is he gonna come back as canon in MCU? Yep. Yeah, which, which be fun. makes be sense to be honest, because he, he if you could do it with any character, that's the one that hit. Well, so would he just remember everything that happened in the other so universe? So we don't know. There's many different ways they could take it. Who knows? There's many different ways they could take it. I'll buy it, whatever it is. They could say that he's a, literally a new character in the MCU, but then occasionally he'll reference stuff. He's already done movies, that before. Just totally fourth wall breaking. Which I, I do like that, actually. Like, you could have an entirely new first movie, and it's like, welcome to my new first movie. Mm. Yeah, I already had a movie before, but this is my new first movie. The big, like, I can totally and see everyone this. in Avengers is like, what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Josh talks to himself. He's crazy, right? This guy's weird. Maybe, uh, he's from, maybe he'll be from the multiverse, and they'll just, like, straight up pull his character out of that, that universe. I just, <laughs> I just want to see him work with Spider-Man. That's what I want to yep. see. It's going to be so fun. So yeah, let's um, now that we talked about the stuff that's not quite coming into the picture yet, let's talk about the stuff that we know is in the near future. Right off the bat, Black Widow. Um, we know that, this, that the time for this is going to be before an Infinity New War and after Civil War. Um, so it's somewhere in that time frame. So it is kind of a hmm. prequel. Not prequel of the entire character, but prequel of stuff that we've already seen. Um, so should be interesting. And I guess that really kind of, for the most part, confirms that she is in fact dead after Endgame. Um, I mean... But who knows? I mean, Vision is coming back, yeah, so... I know, right? <laughs> but I feel like if they were going to open that door, when she has a solo movie, that's when they would have done it. So I think... Which I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with. They need to let characters die. You know, we can't stop... Mm. We can't keep bringing back characters. So I like the fact that they're doing the prequel because it's like, yes, we've established the end date of this character, but it doesn't mean there still can't be more content for the character. So they're going back doing that. And what's going to be interesting is that we're starting off with Black Widow, which is going to be in Phase 4, but sequence-wise in Phase 3. Mm. So it's going to be a while before we really get a feel of what are we looking at picture-wise for Phase 4. Yeah. Um, probably Eternals may offer some of that. I mean, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. That was Phase 2, right? Like mm -hmm. early on Phase 2. Yep. That really introduced the stones and kind of the bigger overarching plot of what we're looking at for the Infinity Saga. Um, so maybe Eternals offer some sort of nugget of like what we could potentially be looking out for in the entirety of this next saga, you know? Yeah, quite um, possibly. I'm excited because they are they have actors and characters that are quite interesting, like uh, Taskmaster. Mm -hmm. I've, I think he's a Spider-Man villain, I'm not entirely sure, but he's just a really interesting character that's basically able to like, uh, do the same thing that like another character can do. Like he can see someone doing something, he can mimic them and be just as good, basically. 
At least I think that's him. Is he the one that like trains all the stock villains in the comics? <laughs> stock villains? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all the, the ones friends. you pull off the shelf, you know. I don't know. Basically, that'd be right? It's like, it's like so. Like every villain has like. 80,000 henchmen or some garbage like that. And he's the guy that trains all those guys. I'm just really happy that the MCU... Sidekick! I'm just really happy that the MCU is bringing in characters, like, a lot smaller villains than what they usually have. I was really disappointed that they didn't lower the bar when it came to Far From Home. I felt like that was a good opportunity. Oh, wait. Mysterio's a very unique character. Okay, no. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. When they first talked about the villain, it was a world threat with the elementals, which I thought was so cheesy, but I'm glad that ended up not being actually real. So, yeah, yeah I couldn't buy that. I was like, oh no, that's the new big villain. I'm like, oh great. Big, I was like, really? Big monster. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. The elementals. It's like, Ooh. Diet Sandman over here. It's a Diet Sandman. Isn't Mysterio supposed to be like a, a top tier villain uh, in the comics? He's up there. I think so. Yeah. Uh, which I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back, which we mentioned in our um, Spider-Man Far From Home review. So check that out if you want to hear more about our thoughts on Mysterio. I think he did a much better job at doing illusions and stuff than Doctor Strange, honestly. It did look pretty cool in the movie. Yeah. I mean, Doctor Strange, like, he he's able to do a lot of stuff, but I don't think he utilized it to his full potential because he was I mean, making like butterflies. I mean, Strange doesn't really mess he, around with illusions. But, but he way. made yeah. butterflies out of like an energy wave or something. It wasn't like just like, like fake ones. It's like, no, 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 no. These are, he, he turned something into butterflies, They're which is a lot better than illusions of butterflies. <laughs> um, it's like he's a wizard or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get backtrack on here. Black Widow. Um, it's interesting because I mentioned in our last podcast that Black Widow, this isn't going to be a real origin story movie, not only because it's not um, chronologically her first appearance and everything, um, that still remains with, um, when was her first appearance? Iron, Iron Man, Man 2. two? Yeah. Yep. So that will still be her first appearance and stuff like that. So we may get more origin elements from this movie, but overall, this is going to be playing with an already established character. Mm-hmm who just hasn't had their solo movie yet. So this will be kind of a, a, a first for a Marvel movie. Usually we're used to either a character being introduced through a solo movie or just never getting it, you know? I think this would be a good movie to establish the multiverse. Or really? something that's like, well, so like it's, a, we already know how the story ends automatically. We know like right. what happens right before and right after. That's we're like, looking at like a Rogue One situation. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, like, it's like, well, you can kind of guess how it ends, and you know certain characters have plot armor because they just they absolutely can't die. Yeah, we're completely sure of that. Yep. So it's like, well, maybe if they had a thing where it's like, this is the universe where Loki got away with the, the cube, and things are weird. Mm. Things aren't how we thought they would be. Things right. are slightly different. Hmm. I don't know. And I mean, otherwise, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have like a little romp where nothing really matters, and introducing and really, I don't know toting off a dead character. Like, <laughs> come get, on, like, what are we after here, right? What you're saying is like, oh no, the stakes, is she gonna die? And it's like, not in this movie. No. Yeah, the, stake, the stakes are so incredibly low. The character development is so unimportant. Like, all of it's kind of like, mm. it's pretty bad if you don't have and something I, that's like a spicy twist. Like, <laughs> They have, they have, have enough other characters that are interesting enough for us to root for, I think, not just Black Widow. Yeah, but if there are characters that aren't in it later, they might just not... The the thing about a Black Widow movie is there are a limited number of people that she cares about. You know, you can basically count them on one hand. And the problem is that because she does have the the plot armor, so to speak, 
um, the only way that you can make this movie compelling is to target her emotionally. And targeting her emotionally only works if she has people that she cares about that also mm-hmm. um, like are are vulnerable to being. Right, because what's interesting is that two of the main people that she interacts with is Hulk and Hawkeye. Hulk, we already know, is off on a distant planet. And we know Hawkeye has settled down to family life. So unless if Hawkeye comes out of retirement, she's not going to be able to utilize even those characters that we're most used to seeing her work with. Well, she used to work with Captain America pretty good, too. Captain America is a really close friend to her, especially considering, like, if you remember in Captain America's Civil War, uh, she goes to the uh, Peggy's funeral just to mm. make sure that he it's has true. a friend to. That's you know, true. Let's post even though too, right? Is he even around her? Like, I mean, I think they worked together. They worked together after Civil War up until Infinity War, but maybe she split off on her own for a little bit. Well, because the thing is that I don't think we're gonna see Chris Evans come back for a Marvel movie, so I don't think we can, based on outside forces. I bet we will. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking as far he's, he's as we at least going to cameo in something. He's, there's going to be some multiverse garbage there. And it's not going to stay forever. But I think this can be His contract really is up, and we haven't heard anything about it being renewed. Okay. So they I was going to say, he, he seems decidedly less interested in coming back than Chris Hemsworth did. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he'll be like a mainstay character series or movies about him, but I think he will cameo in movies. We could have, oh, what movie was it? Yeah, Spider Man, uh, Homecoming, where he had the scenes so. up. So, you want to, I would love to see a cameo like that and this one. So, you got so, detention. Yeah. Uh, man. So, yeah, so that's definitely going to be interesting. Um, but, I mean, because the bar kind of seems to be low, that's kind of good because I'm basically open to being pressed. You know, I don't have a lot of expectations. I feel like there is definitely ways they can impress us, um, even though we can't think of a ton right now. But that's okay, because that's not our job to think of ways that this could be good. That's their job. So it's their job to impress us, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's time enough to get hyped once they release more details or a trailer. Yep. Um, and I think getting... It, you know, there are specific movies where you can feel justified in getting hyped early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The, the real time is, is when right. you get to see a trailer and get to to get a flavor yeah. of like what the actual movie is going to be. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a trailer around when um, round right after um, Star Wars comes out. Okay. Oh, I'm sure we'll get a trailer before that for Black Widow. No, uh, I think I think that they'll wait a little bit longer because I think that now that Marvel's out of the picture, they kind of want to focus on. On Star Wars. Yeah. Once that's over, Star Wars is predictively hitting a kind of a, like a mini break at least, um, as far as movie-wise goes. We know that that they have more announced movies, but they're kind of further off. So I imagine that we have like a three-year break at least in between. So I think it'd be at least wise for them, especially as we're heading towards this crescendo for Star Wars, to make that announcement after Star Wars. Mm. And I mean, it could be literally three days after it. But I think that they'll wait to release the trailer till after it. Um, I mean, May first. That's what. Like, that's the fifth month, right? So that's still a trailer, like, five months before. That's a pretty normal time. I feel like they'd be even, you know, justified in waiting until after the new year to, to release Yeah, that could trailer. be possible, too. I feel like letting... And to your point, you know, having the focus be on Star Wars um, and letting that breathe because, you know, they haven't been able to do that historically or have been unwilling to do that historically. Well, especially with with this huge Avengers crescendo coming with the climax of the Infinity Saga. So, I mean, everything kind of pales in comparison when that was going on, you know? 
Some breathing room will be nice. Yeah. So right after that, we're going to have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's what I hope it is. I hope it's a lot of fun. It'll be really cool because this will be the first taste of what we really get to see of the after effects of um, the Avengers related to Endgame. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're going to see two characters that have been pretty directly uh, impacted by the results of Endgame and their, thereby Infinity War. Um, so it will be interesting because I feel like that's going to be a t our first taste of the actual Avengers as a group and how that's changed. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of stuff. I'm really excited for these Disney Plus shows because we know they're going to be canon. They're going to be using the same actors and stuff like that. It's going to actually feel like it's really a part of the same um MCU universe. It's good. I, I'm hoping that it's going to feel seamless. Is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be nice to see uh, a big budget Marvel TV show. Yeah, oh, yeah. for once. It feels like they're really starting to slate more big budget TV shows nowadays, and I really appreciate that because that gives us more. But at the same time, it's not like. Mm. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm <laughs> well, well, I think that it is kind of sucky that there has to be another streaming service that we now have to worry about. I think that's what Disney needed to invest the extra money to make these Marvel TV shows the quality that they wanted. Mm. So I feel like with now them having their own first-party service that they need to bring content for, I think that's the extra motivation they needed to really push for really high-quality Marvel TV shows. But so two, two things on this. One, like, I'm not super, like, sure how the characters will kind of flow together. Because, mm -hmm. like, I feel like with the characters they have together, it's kind of like... It's a friend of a friend. So mm -hmm. somebody like like when when do the Falcon and the Winter Soldier spend like a lot of time together? Like uh, have they, they ever? They fought w with each other. Let's see. They fought against each other in Winter Soldier, and then in Civil War they fought with each other against Spider Man. And then within that time frame, I think they might have gotten to know each other a little bit better. At least after Bucky was taken out of hi hibernation mm -hmm. with uh, Wakanda or yeah. in Wakanda. I think they they really had. Uh, some sort of opportunity to make up um, uh, towards the end of Infinity War or Endgame, rather. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like like there's like almost more of a connection between like the Winter Soldier and I don't know the King of Wakanda. Or, Possibly. You know, um, I mean, he did spend enough time there, um, and then of course you have uh, Black Widow, um, but she's no longer, you know. <laughs> No longer with us. You, you you would assume that Black Widow's connection to the Winter Soldier would be pretty pretty strong, but yeah. unfortunately the the timeline doesn't really work out. I'll be interested to see um, because it's it's titled Winter Soldier and Falcon, right? Mm -hmm. The Falcon, 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 Winter, Falcon Soldier. Winter, Sol Winter Soldier. So it's interesting that while Sam Wilson uh, is like possesses Captain America's shield, he hasn't assumed the title of Captain America. Mm. At it, least in terms of the title. I don't know, right. like the title of the show, I don't know if that's just to avoid confusion on the part of the audience, or if it's uh, just him using it but not uh, claiming, you know, that, you know, responsibility for the name. So what I, what I read was um, basically what the, sh the show is going to focus on is the U.S. government being very against the Falcon taking up the mantle of Captain America, basically, okay. and like the process of them having to deal with that. Gotcha. Um, and I, I personally really like the character of the Winter Soldier, and I like Falcon more now than I used to. But it's just, it's going to be, 
I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they work together because I don't I don't think we've ever really seen like a duo like hero uh, team up like that over a long period of time at least mm. not with the movies because right. we've had groups we've had Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers uh, Revengers quote unquote um, but just like well, like one on one besides maybe Hulk and Thor this is going to be over a longer period of time so they'll be able to flesh out the characters a lot more and especially in interacting with each other it's going to be a, a better chance or opportunity for and them. I've always wanted more character development from Falcon I feel like he's one of mm -hmm. the more unfortunately shoved aside characters in the grand scheme of the MCU I feel like he hasn't been able to shine a lot you yeah, know you, you kind of forget that he's like legitimately part of the Avengers <laughs> yeah. you're like oh Falcon's kind of he's you know Sticking around at the base, and like, <laughs> I thought he was really, a friend of the Avengers. He's just straight up Robin. Yeah, he's, he's a plus one. one. So, yeah. an interesting thing. This is totally a rumor and speculation, um, but there's rumors that John Cena might be involved in this as a role um, called uh, U.S. Agent, and that's uh, that's a, like a Captain America esque role within the Marvel universe. So it could be interesting if they introduce that character as, you know, you talked about whether he wants the role or not. You know, this could be something like where US Agent as a character comes into play and it could be the back and forth of whether he's gonna take over the mantle or the soldier take up like it could be that kind of like play on stuff where kind of similar how we saw that with Far From Home. Where mm -hmm. you see Spider Man's like, do I take the mantle? Like what's what's this whole thing? So it could be a similar kind of vibe as the Spider Man movie that we got. That'd be interesting if the US government was pushing to have a like a person who's actually in the military, mm -hmm. yeah. but at that moment to be like their version of Captain America, like they, I, they could push that. I would love to see him. I don't know much about the character itself, but I would love to see it as like an anti-hero, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or someone who's like a hero, but just doesn't have the most pure of motives. Unlike Captain America, who was like the purest of motives ever. Yeah, kind, um, of, kind of the 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 whole point of the first Captain America movie being someone who understands like. The, the necessity of strength but like knowing when to use it someone, mm -hmm. someone who's like uh, has a strong moral character but without you know the physical strength to back it up mm -hmm. becoming the person and like it sort of amplifying that um, rather than like kind of a bully character right yeah. um, that you would assume would be the super soldier and I uh, can just archetype. And I can just really see John Cena playing that role too yeah you know yeah, being that perfect anti-hero like I totally see it so I would be really happy if that's what they end up doing yeah something that is pretty cool that I think at least is that they are bringing back I think his name is Daniel Brule the actor Daniel Brule okay Zemo, uh, Zemo. yeah he's, he's gonna be coming back and he's gonna I think actually have a costume uh, that is Reflective of the Zemo like comic book mm -hmm. comparison, mm -hmm. so well, isn't he purple now? With the mask? He's got a purple mask, but you know what? They're gonna make it cool, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe he'll have a sword too. We'll see. I mean, uh, up to this point, I th I'm I've been pretty happy with the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe redesign of a lot of the costumes. I feel like uh, if you're just looking at the comic books, um, the you know, especially since some of them are a bit older in yeah. in their origin, uh, they leave a lot to be desired. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Well, like with um, Hawkeye, his outfit doesn't really look like intimidating Purple at all. With a helmet, it's like, with oh these, no, like, wings on the not front. this guy. <laughs> or oh, so, like, even laughing. Fal even Falcon, he's wearing like spandex or something. And he has like actual wings. I like the mechanical sort of look for him, yeah, like, yeah, more yeah. like. Um, 
the more tactically you know, yeah, yeah yeah industrial military mm-hmm. kind of yeah exactly um i really hope that what we get out of falcon and winter soldier is uh sort of a more in line of what captain america the winter soldier was where it's like a ground like a semi-grounded yeah, like I would mil- like military, you know, like it could high, highly militarized uh, or clandestine operations, like you know, like a Cold War spy movie kind of deal. I would love um, a very episode to episode threat level too, mm, where mm-hmm. they deal with a new threat every episode kind of mm. format. I think it'd be good if it was building up to something like that, that's like the best bet, but like have smaller threats a lot within of each TV episode. shows. They do something that's like halfway between. They do like one overarching season right. plot, and then there's well, the monster every now and then. You have U.S. Agent being the overall uh, like plot arc, and then you have mini problems that they deal with every episode. I would appreciate if this was something that didn't rely super heavily on you have to watch chronologically, if that makes any sense. Okay. I can see this being, out of all the shows, I can see this being one of the best opportunities for something that's a little bit easier to watch and not as heavy on the story. I would love just this to be really emphasizing on the bond of these two characters, which I feel like they might be trying to set up with having them both be in the title. You know, um, and I can almost see it being like, not like a buddy cop, kind of thing but you know that kind of bond you know with the two of them and kind of like fixing things together you know kind of like how supernatural is you know something along okay. those lines That's you know I, I hope that they don't have a situation where like they have a kind of subpar TV show that has direct influence on what happens in the movie so you have to watch the TV <laughs> show to catch what's going on yeah the show's not good like I'm a little worried they could do that and they think, start sticking things in the uh, canon I think that happened with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too yeah that's a good point yeah, we can have better hopes than that guys yeah. like, let's be real here let's, <laughs> let's have higher standards let's, let's be positive yeah. well, there is something to be afraid better of than this. let's move on to the Eternals which is kind of a weird one because not only do we not know a ton of stuff about but no, no, almost we, no one's familiar with the comic background at least it. us uncultured swine who don't read comic yeah. books but it's another really out there one just like the Guardians so I'm really excited for the potential I think it'll be really hard with the Guardians already setting up presidented for what they can do with just characters that we have no idea who are and it's kind of similar-esque setting being in space but I mean who knows um, but I'm really excited um, they have announced the, the main cast um, I hope I'm not going to butcher some of these names but you have Richard Madden as Icarus okay. Angel- we know him Yeah. Yep. Angelina Jolie as Tina that's going to be interesting we know her um, do you know that person? Kamel Nanjani as Kingo? Yeah. Oh, Kamel Nanjani. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kamel uh, Nanjani. Uh, who is that? <laughs> uh, he's a Indian or Pakistani comedian. He was in The Big Six. Yes, uh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love See, that guy. I know the face, I just didn't know the name because I'm just looking at a list of names. So. He's great. Um, Dumb. <laughs> um, he's, he's in other stuff too. I just he was can't. in a movie recently with um, uh, Drax. Oh, the Uber driver one. Yeah. yeah. Stuber. 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 I, I heard that was actually a surprise hit. Like, I heard that actually was good. <laughs> I thought it might have been a good movie. I thought yeah. it was going to be funny. I, I mean, guess, I guess we'll have to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly where it should be. It should be a funny movie you watch one time and go, that was good. Yeah. Don't um, need it again. Then we have um, Lauren uh, Ridloff as Makari. No, I'm going to look up these, char- yeah. these people now. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Fatos. There is a Fastos. 
Um, they they do have a good amount of unknown actors. Okay. So they wouldn't be surprised if you don't know this. I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, Marvel kind of do the Star Wars thing where they have some established actors, but they're mostly pulling in unknowns to kind of. I would appreciate bring, that. Bring and Marvel's up. always been really good about that. You yeah. know. Um, then you have um, uh, Salma Hayek. Sa- Salma Hayek. Yeah, as Ajax. Uh, she was. She's like discount Penelope Cruz. Shots <laughs> <laughs> fired. Discount of anything is never good news. No, um, but maybe this is her chance. I mean, to she play. she and Penelope Cruz were in the same movie together at one point. <laughs> so it really was oof. Um, she, I do like Penelope in, Cruz. Um, she was in Here Comes the Boom. Oh, that was her? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I liked her. She's good. Okay, no, she's, she's It's time for her to make her name for herself. What, what yeah. is Here Comes the Boom? Um, it's a Kevin James movie. It's it's a movie about, like, uh, like Kevin James as a high school, like, science teacher or whatever who becomes a mixed martial artist in order to, to raise money to save the school. It's a great movie. <laughs> All right. And Salma Hayek is, like, uh... She's a, a Spanish teacher, I'm guessing. History, maybe. I thought um, she was a nurse. I think she's a nurse. Is she a nurse? Yeah, because she, she was she, another teacher. I thought she like fixed something that was broken with him. She's like, I always want to uh, try this. She, <laughs> oh, <laughs> she uh, popped his arm. Yeah, uh, or his shoulder. Dislocated. Yeah, he dislocated yeah. his shoulder, and she's like, I'm gonna fix this. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like you never done this before. Yeah. We also have uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Leah and lastly Don Lee as Gilgamesh the Forgotten One. Mm. So it's a big that's cast. the cast. Yep, there's gonna be a lot of characters. Um, I um, I feel like have they announced who's directing it? Um, let me look that up real quick. Um, because I feel like that's going to be kind of pivotal for what direction we're looking and feel we're getting for this movie. Because I don't know. Um, yeah, so they they uh, hired uh, Chloe Zhao, which I'm not sure what she's done. Let's see here. Um, Is it a directorial debut? Maybe, which would be an interesting... Um, I'm not a fan of that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what movie so okay, much her, that has had that? Yeah, so she's, she's fairly new. It's not her... It's not her first thing, but she, or her debut film was back in 2015 called Songs My Brothers Taught Me. Um, and also her second film was The Rider. Uh, apparently she's been um, had several nominations for Independent Spirit Award, uh, Best Film and Best Director. So she's got some credentials, but she's fairly new. Um, so that doesn't really give us much insight on what with this movie looking. And you know what? That's okay. Because we really didn't have any idea what Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be until a trailer came out. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of already knew James Gunn, though. He had done stuff. I mean, yeah, but that was the first time James Gunn did something that comedic, though. You know, that was that was the first time we really got to see him really do that that blend of comedic action and that like that was it was still new. Like it wasn't what we would have directly assumed that he was going to do either. You know. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, a lot of the directors of the Marvel Cinematic Universe have avoided gaining any sort of. I think the you have Joss Whedon, who's probably like you have Joss Whedon, you have John Favreau are are pretty prolific. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, Russo who, brothers. the Russo brothers, 
huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, they kind of assumed like the like the second to Kevin Feige in terms of responsibility for the series. Mm. Taika, yeah, right. Ta- Taika Waititi is a household name now. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who did Black Panther, uh, I can't remember his name. I'll look it up. But but like aside from those, you don't really have a lot of. Um, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Um, you also had you had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, had. I know where you're getting that. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Who? He he was directing the Ant Man movies, but like. Oh oh the the guy who did um, Baby Driver and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, now you're making me. He's like literally my favorite director. Now you're making me forget his name. How do yeah, you? Yeah, okay. I forgot. Um, Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead, Scott Pilgrim. Come on, I know there's people yelling at me. Right yeah, right no, now. it's fine. In in podcasts, like there's like seventy five percent less uh, information floating in the brain. Edgar Wright. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. First but, try. But the thing is, you have, you know, scattered in between, you have a bunch of directors that like don't have a lot of, you know aren't of note, shall yeah. we say. I mean, Kenneth Branagh did the first Thor movie, but aside from... Uh, and I mean... Aside from people who are, like, really into Shakespeare movies, yeah. Kenneth Branagh doesn't have a lot going for and him. And Watayti was pretty well known for his movie... Um, Taika? Taika Waititi. No. Um, he did the he did the movie about the, the hotel. Uh, the vampire movie. What was it? No. <laughs> what We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, that one. No, the, the, the movie about, like, the hotel in, like... Um, oh, which one? Six different stories, or something like that. Is it, that it, like it got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, is that so, the one with the Voldemort actor? No, yeah. that is not him. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, um, that's the. Uh, it's Chris Hemsworth in it, right? The one we're talking about. No, that's another. We're, one. we're talking. About, is that the hotel one we're talking about? It's a hotel movie that has like one. six I'm different stories. Yeah. Okay, so which hotel? <laughs> There's so many of them. So the Grand Budapest Hotel? No, no, no that's, that's, what I was that's, that's Wes Anderson. I know, I know. That's <laughs> what I realized afterwards. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the guy. Who oh does no, wait, that's why I thought he did. No, so that's my bad. I, know. <laughs> I mean, Taika Waititi does have like a like a certain brand of humor, like a, an absurdist kind of uh, slant to his brand of humor. You know, but, uh, you know what? If Waititi could do it, then anyone could do it because I just found out that he was also responsible for Green Lantern. So... Unfortunate. <laughs> Ooh. Where did you Man. go wrong, Taika? Okay, all right. To be fair to him... <laughs> to be fair. Probably not his fault. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That, I mean... That's a, that's a movie that strikes me as being heavily overproduced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like... It had no character whatsoever. And that's the great thing about Watiti now is that you know when you see his films... He has so much influence on the direction, the actual like creative direction of a film that you know when you watch this movie. So he's really made a name for himself for being unique. And I yeah. think they could be trying to find the second coming of like what he do with this new director for this, because again, similar backgrounds, lots of independent film credibility, you know, yeah. uh, but relatively new when it comes to Hollywood movies. The issue that I have with this is this is something that Disney does uh, a fair amount is they often pick directors that don't have the clout to really have you know like a specific vision for their movies <laughs> it, you, you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. they they pick like slightly smaller name uh directors to that they can kind of push around a bit mm. um or they they have a an idea of what the movie needs to be and then they just like pick someone and like have them make it you know, yeah. uh, rather than, you know, I mean, I guess that's kind of how a movie gets made. It's like, oh, you write the script and then you pick a director, and, right. you know, 
you go forward. But I don't know. That's that's something that strikes me as really gross about it. Is like, you know, we've got this uh, we got this kind of like semi inexperienced director, you know, throwing like 150 million dollars at them to make a Marvel movie, and yeah. you know, you it's, it's like going to be more. It's going to be more a Marvel movie than whoever the director is. And I, I feel like the Marvel movie, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can only benefit from having, you know, strong, uh, uh, distinct and unique voices, you know, bring things to bear uh, on the movies. Mm. I mean, I think you're right about that, but I feel like up to this point they have stuck with a very commonly Marvel feel to movies. Mm. Like, they, they, even if they're different... Like, they all pretty much have that same kind of feel. You're like, the stakes are kind of high, but things will be all right. You know, the good guys will win. They'll go what they want. The They're bad guy, he probably won't kill any, anyone important. You know, maybe one person. It'll be like the a kind mentor. of thing where it's like, it's fully contained within the movie. Mm. It doesn't yeah. have any power over anything else. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely complained about the, the lack of stakes before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Marvel really knows what it's doing in terms of... Uh, having a movie that pleases the most amount of people mm. possible, which is, you know, mm. it's a business. Make their money. That's fine. Um, but it ends up leaving a lot of the movies uh, kind of s- sort of cookie cutter, you know, mm. uh, kind of predictable, um, which is not really... It's not ideal, you know. Um, you're going to upset some people if you deviate too far from the norm. Mm. But I feel like if you don't if you don't deviate uh, you're just kind of losing out, you know. Well, regardless, we definitely have a lot to be surprised by mm-hmm. for that movie, and I'm excited for potential. I think it'll really come down to. I'm excited for the trailer. Is what I'm excited for. Yeah. Then I'll then I'll deem my excitement on for the movie. But I mean, they definitely have the potential to pull another Guardians of the Galaxy, where nobody really knows who the uh, what is it, the Eternals. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no one really. Well, I won't say no one. The majority of, you know, laymen have no idea who the Eternals are or, like, what their deal is, mm. uh, who the characters are, what sort of universe or flavor is they're going to bring to bear. Um, but, you know, nobody knew, really, who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, and it ended up being yeah. one of, if not... Well, I'm not going to say the best. One, one, one of the top... It's my favorite non-Avengers movie by far. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and... It's also only one of two movies that I'm now looking at this list with a heavy emphasis on new characters. Mm. The other one being the next one on our list, actually, being Shang-Chi, uh, Legend of the Rings, coming February 12, 2021. So this is going to be kicking off. This is a movie, movie, movie or movie. show, this one. It's a movie. Movie. It's a movie. Okay. It's yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings? I think that's what it was. Is it the Ten Rings of... The, the Mandarin, do you think? Uh, no, no, I think that was the five Okay, rings. so it is the Legend of the Ten Rings. Well, so that's we, five we, we've upgraded ten. our number of rings. We've, <laughs> du- we've doubled our number of rings. <laughs> and they're probably real this time. Mm, That'd be one nice. One can only assume. Yeah. yeah I and think we, we've talked about unknowns with this one, but we got more knowns coming with this one. You know, we have um, Simi Liu doing the, the main person for uh, doing Shang-Chi. Which was I looked at his repertoire, basically unknown. Mm-hmm. He's done like some minor parts in some kind of familiar movies, but he has had really no huge roles. So that's going to be a big art. And I think it's really I think it, it should be understated how exciting it is to have a pro- proper 
um, main Asian character mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, kind of the the Black Panther effect. Yeah. Or, yeah. Will this I mean, be like a mystical movie? Do we have any idea? It's, it's going to be... Uh, when it, said it has the word legend in it, I think yeah, it might be right. The Ten Rings guy. It does seem like, like it is really culture. like emphasizing on like like the Asian culture of stuff. Kind of like how Black Panther did, you know, with African culture. I yeah. see the same effect for Asian culture with this movie. So it might not be mystical. I mean, the interesting thing is, up until uh, Doctor Strange, they were just like, yeah, magic isn't really a thing. Uh, everything, it's all like, you know, it's all superpowers or right. some form of like science or like natural thing. Um, and, you know, they kind of uh, dumped Mandarin uh, in terms of his mystical powers, um, I think Mysterio is also po- supposed to be like kind of yeah. mystical in that regard. Uh, I'm not sure how that works. I'm not super familiar with Mysterio, um, but it'll be interesting to see on what side this this one ends up falling. For sure, the Legend of the Ten Rings. Does anyone know anything about these? Like, uh... no, it's again another relatively super unknown five. story. Super unknown. Um, character so a lot of room for especially people who are only familiar with the movies mm. for that. and honestly I've been more of a fan of those recently because I keep getting tired of the people saying like oh we've got we've got this new Thor movie and it's oh it's the Ragnarok is not the same as the comics and all like, it's like I'm, I'm tired of hearing about that I like no one really complained about Guardians of the Galaxy even though it was pretty different from the comics mm-hmm. I heard like almost no complaints about I heard people saying that screw the comics Guardians of the Galaxy this is clearly way better than the comics so I love the chance of making something better than the comics were and not saying that the comics has the has the definitive version of the superheroes. I think we're allowed to have different versions that are potentially better and like this doesn't have to follow the comics, you know? So here's my rebuttal to that. I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot by announcing that it was it was called Thor Ragnarok, you know, early on because right. they didn't know what the storyline was gonna be and well, they could have like, changed. Like, it. Well, the thing is, like a major, they could have changed the title for sure. Yeah. But they decided not to, and what resulted, I think, was a movie that felt like there's a, a tonal uh, like disconnect in the movie. And this is something that you know has really bothered me for a while about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, everybody I really talk to really loves Thor Ragnarok, but I can't really get on board with it because it is so tonally different from both the first two Thor movies and yeah. from itself yeah. because it has these two clashing like storylines that don't really mesh together all that well like you have the the buddy cop you know romp uh, on one side and then you have the, the stereotypical like the literal apocalypse yeah. on yeah. the other side and like the the two meeting doesn't really work out that that's well. Totally like fair. you you kind of figure it out narratively. I mean, um, we say okay. Shaun of the Dead and the End of the World of the other one is they both do that. that if there's but the thing is like it's consistent though. Yeah, that's fair. Like Wait, it's so like it's it's the same story. Like it's, it's yeah. Like it, you're you're going along and then it turns into the end of the world. It's not like the two are happening at the same time. Right. Mm. Um. So that's that's something that um, you know. If you yeah. think about like the the best parts of Thor Ragnarok, it's not the moments with Asgard or Hela. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's the parts when they are on that that planet. I forget what it's called, but you know, with the you know Jeff Goldblum yeah, and yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, him, yeah. like well, the revolution's over, guys. Yeah, good job. Um, oh, so the thing I was gonna say was that I think that um, 
criticizing Thor Ragnarok for not having anything to do or not being even kind of parallel to what happened in the comics because the thing about the comics is like Thor is this very like he's buffoonish but like he's a he, he's a straight man like he's mm-hmm. a serious ish character um, and it's like very much this Norse mythology come to life and it's a lot of that stuff you know through line like when he comes into the Avengers like he's dealing with Avengers problems but in his own uh, kind of narrative it is very much like cosmic um, you know mythologically based and Thor Ragnarok was kind of like shying away from the seriousness of it which granted the first two Thor movies aren't necessarily like great and they don't necessarily fit that well into the overall MCU but you know they still kind of they're following the the Thor comic book storyline um, and I feel like they get like a like the formula yeah. for Thor as a character yeah like I, I feel like if they were going to I mean, obviously, they have to be flexible and be able to pivot and, like, make changes and, mm-hmm. and improve. Um, but it would have been nice to see them have, uh, like, a consistent vision throughout. Yeah, I mean, like, so to the end of the world, they also have a bunch of side characters from the previous two Thor movies. They just, like, kill all of them. Yeah, that's and true. No one bats an eyelash. It's like... It's, it's oh, similar. no, not... It's, what was his name? <laughs> it's similar to The Last Jedi in some ways, where... Uh, the director literally had no use for certain characters, and so he's just like, I'm just not gonna, like, the, the, you can leave. Like, just the, push the, it underneath the rug. Just <laughs> wait for it. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, basically the only character that, uh, like, the only secondary character that really got to stick around was Heimdall. Yeah. Um, everyone else is kind of either not mentioned or just quietly swept under the rug. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, or butchered without any purpose. <laughs> Unceremoniously killed off, Yep, we'll say. Well, exactly, Levi, no. <laughs> so he was a character, if you guys forgot. Yeah. Replaced Josh Dallas. <laughs> so Other- Otherwise known as Prince Charming. We have hard jumps tracks here, half and way. <laughs> yeah, I'm just catching up. So, Marvel Phase 4, huh? All right, what's, yeah. what's next the, the, on our the, list? The, the <laughs> next two ones, which we've kind of already mentioned, and from here on in, there's less to talk about as we really don't know much about them at all. Not that we didn't have a ton of information with the first ones. That's but money. We have um, Marvel... Uh, we have uh, the... <laughs> We had WandaVision coming in spring 2021, and that's going to be the first Disney Plus show of the year. Hard pass. Well, can't wait for my favorite (laughs) characters in the entire MCU. I like, see, the thing is that I like their relationship, but I don't know how that makes a show. That makes a sense. Because, like, Hmm. we've only seen them very, like... He's a toaster. That's what he is. <laughs> he's a glorified he's a, toaster. He's a super toaster. Whenever we saw least. them together alone, it was like day-to-day life. They were never like fighting crime together by themselves. It was always when they were brought into the Avengers. You know. I mean, Can you imagine if the whole show is just a drama and there's like no action at all? It's, it's just a, literally it's just all a drama. It's just exactly. a domestic drama. It's like oh, just a soap opera. Hilarious. <laughs> I actually dig that idea. My toaster. Him trying to like... It'd be, yeah, it'd be super good to deal with someone that can turn into anyone else. Like... Yeah, I love, I like, you know what's so funny? Is that I love him. that idea with po- probably two of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe. You never see him interact <laughs> right? with regular normal people. It's all other superheroes, right? Yeah. So imagine like Vision walking down the street trying to, I don't know, like help somebody out. You know? If they went strictly comedy with this, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be really I would watch that actually. Yeah. yeah. 
Who knows? It's, it's just New Girl with superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Weird. So it'd be like, like the two of the, those two together, and like two like normal people that are just like their friends and groupies. No, they're roommates. We should, have, <laughs> oh, there we go. We should have a couple friend group. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we don't really have any income. Can, Being a superhero it, is not lucrative. It's like so. them. Sorry, I don't know why. It's, it's like them trying to cover their secret identities with their roommates. <laughs> trying, trying to be like quote unquote normal people. Well, I mean, okay, okay, again, so Vision, can't you just like, look like anything you want? I mean, basically, we saw that he still has the, the stone. Well, in he's his even forehead, able to make that go away. Is he still the stone's yeah. gone now, isn't it? I mean, oh, the stone is he, gone. Uh, he dead. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's currently quite, very dead. So we don't know what's going on. But he's rebuildable. He's a robot. Well, you know, and, like we, and like we mentioned, with the Doctor Strange movies, I wouldn't be surprised if that somehow correlates. Because we also know Wanda's going to be in there. I wonder, I just. It's weird how they said WandaVision coming out before Doctor Strange, because I just see Doctor Strange in so many ways setting up WandaVision in a lot of ways, because you know Wanda's going to be in is it. Is it like WandaVision, like one thing, like uh, Brangelina or something? Yeah, like no, it's Wanda. WandaVision. For <laughs> real? <laughs> They're shipping it. <laughs> it's the couple name. <laughs> like, sure, whatever, man. I don't care. It's like Blake and Christian. Kristen. It's like Briston. With, um... Mm. With the it doesn't get good very easily. It doesn't, no. Blister. I think I think you said you were really excited for the new Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, that's supposed to be like sort of a horror movie kind of. I'm Ooh. down with that. I'm yeah, down with that little, too. Supposed little, to be really dark or little something. Little yeah, horror action. Yeah, make a little. This is gonna keep on going to universes that didn't work out. Like, uh oh. I already, wrong. I already started to freak out when he was like looking at when the ancient one was like, "What is reality?" He starts to have like twenty hands upon hands. And I'm like. Yeah, that would yeah. mess me up pretty early. Well, what's interesting, I don't want to just immediately skip ahead, um, but I just want to reference the point that the next two things after this is Loki and what if. Loki is important because we basically know how that's all set up. The fact that he, he just stole the Tesseract. So immediately we're just like, they that's, just created a way for Loki somehow to Somehow you learned yeah, yeah. how but, to but use that's the Tesseract. Also is confirmed not in the canon universe that we're functioning in. It's a different universe. It's a multiverse, but it's not in the right. one we're a part of. Right. I'm not saying that's what could be the Loki. But the thing is, is that again, we're viewing multiverses. Yeah, exactly. Loki, right. different multi, and then also, what if? Where we're literally talking about alternate scenarios. So I feel like Doctor Strange is really going to kick off the whole multiverse theories and stuff, and we're going to continue to see a lot more of that play in. It's a with the secret wars, movies. right? Isn't that the big, uh, the big path to all this? Do you guys Secret know? Wars? That's multi. Is that multiverse? Is that the one? I'm not really familiar with the Secret Wars. Secret uh, Wars storyline. Scrolls. Right? Scrolls. Might be scrolls. What is the one they were? I mean, they really shot that. Just yeah, like, great hot. job. <laughs> scrolls could have been Although, amazing. Although I guess they have um, the body, the body doubles now, which I'm kind of okay with. That's there now. Yeah. I'm gonna, just gonna start killing off um, uh, Nick Fury, <laughs> repeatedly, right? Um, he just won't die. That's not him. I've killed that's, him like five times. Yeah. Which one is he? Um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Then. Loki, what do you think that one's going to be like? Um, do you think that they're going to really... Do you think that's going to be a very story-heavy one, or is it literally just going to be the adventures and mischiefs of Loki? Like that's Just just pure shenanigans. Like, please. Just, I would yes. watch that. And Probably. See, I'm not, I'm not wild about it. Really? Yeah. I feel like Loki came full circle uh, in, you know, he had his arc, um, yeah. in yeah. a way. He had much um, more of an arc than Black like, Widow. Like, I would be happy for to have him come back, but I don't 
what it like I can't get excited for right. a Loki TV series. But like, what if it was the kind of thing, right, where he's they had a really good moment with him at the end of Thor Ragnarok, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like Thor just kind of stabbed it to him. It's like, and this is why you will never be a good guy. Because like every every time you make it about you, it's like, what if it was like him taking that to heart and literally like him trying to be a good guy, but every time he everyone fails in some way. Or everyone distrusts him and it's like, no, it's like, no, I'm trying to help you. And the, help you. In the literal multiverse is a part of like, what? when does he ever get that conversation with Thor? He doesn't. Right. He just takes the Tesseract and goes. So that's could, true. That, like, if so, they're going with that storyline, which is what I'm assuming they're doing, that that really never happened. We're basically working with a very early version of Loki. We're still I mean, working I, with like, emo Loki. Well, he's always been you, but like very <laughs> emo, edgy. Like you're not my real dad, Loki. Okay. So, so, so yeah, <laughs> but not he's also dad. on the run from what Thanos and Asgard he's and fine. Earth. But no, I mean, come on, his character's pretty. He's a god of mischief. He can turn. He can like hide. You know. Yeah, he can turn to Captain America. Is going to okay. be just him hiding? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it's a series him of hiding, hiding and seek. Tr- <laughs> Do you Loki, think a series of unfortunate events. Loki could have a lot of uh, potential for cameos from other superheroes, yeah. though. Probably. Yeah. I would love just to see him like go into other superheroes' movies and, and then just like, tweak them. it a little bit. That would actually be amazing if literally the whole show was about him affecting other movies in like yeah. minor ways. <laughs> this will be good. <laughs> They're just playing pranks the entire time. He just takes the place of Deadpool uh, for a while. <laughs> just him putting like a whoopee cushion on a seat or something just goes away. I'm the god of mischief. I'll never tell. Well, what I'm most excited for in all this is what's next on our list, which is the What If series coming in summer summer of 2021. And what I'm really excited about this is that this is something that's going to be really fresh and something that we've never seen from, like, really anything. We're talking about a series that's dedicated on coming up with scenarios that never happened and never will happen, but they want to just explore for a little bit and let, let's see what would happen if we ran with this theory we're not going to make it canon it's not going to be a big deal it's not going to be a big movie we're going to have like a little mini story of what if this happened and it's one of people's who like who follow the comics it's one of the most favorite things from marvel so i think it's amazing that they're taking one of the favorite things that i never foresee they would have done in actually MCU yeah. and they're incorporating into TV show which is also perfect because I see this as a very episode per episode thing mm. and I would love a very like Black Mirror-esque thing about this it where they like better than Black Mirror is kind of weird like every episode ends and you're like oh well, I'm depressed. some lesson well some see well the cool thing about it right is that we know that it's not the main timeline we know how things end it up and it's all good so I think this would be a great opportunity to play with some very very dark themes that we know aren't canon, so it'd be okay to play with them because that's not going to be carried out. So, I mean, they talked about um, working with Marvel Zombies. Which I is, was going to yeah. talk with Marvel Zombies, yeah. Like, so that's, that, I was thinking about being uh, the Doctor Strange one as well, uh, which kind of was like, if you're going to do horror, Doctor Strange, Marvel Zombies, well, why not? Yeah. Know, <laughs> that sounds pretty terrifying because, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the Marvel Zombies, they, they're actually like, entirely intelligent. Maybe dark. All the abilities of what they had before, so they're just like, super capable zombies that want to eat you. Maybe Doctor Strange can get a, like a glimpse of the What If series through the multiverse. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't at least a tease of the What If series through Doctor Strange. Hmm. So, I'm super excited this. We know basically nothing about that other than the title and the fact that they're doing it, but I'm super excited because this is going to be 
uh, like a theorist dream, you know, to have actually official, like basically theory content of where we take some of our favorite ideas and even ones that we haven't come up with before and see them play out. Like that's going to be okay. amazing. I got a question. Do we know if these any of these shows have multiple seasons or they're just one and done? We don't know. We well, know nothing about it. Wrong. I would imagine that they're going to wait and see what the reception is uh, of each series. I mean, they're testing a whole new platform, so I can't imagine that they're going... They're putting a lot of investment in it, but as far as future content goes, I'm sure they're kind of waiting to see the proof, you know? I mean, if any if any company has the capital to both launch their own streaming platform like, and be pretty bullish about you know, multiple seasons of shows going forward. Disney is kind of the one to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like it's it's unlikely that they're going to lose money on this. <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Highly unlikely. Next thing coming up is the Hawkeye series in fall 2021. This is the thing I'm least excited for in the whole schedule. I mean... I don't see where they're going with this. I don't see a whole lot of reason for having it. They haven't said when it's happening in the timeline. I mean, Hawkeye isn't gone, so you can still work with this character. I mean, one thing that would be kind of cool, right? The only thing that interests me about the whole idea of having Hawkeye having a TV show um, is that in the events of Endgame, you see him, like, hmm. take on a new persona. Um, this like retribution of like taking out all the people who should have been like taken out by Thanos and wasn't and now he's making the score right because he lost everything that he loved that's something that we were basically just teased with in game game and saw nothing about I would love to see more of that that would be super cool to see uh, like a dark like Arrow-esque TV show with Hawkeye they I mean, make it consistent don't let it go like Arrow no. super arrow season one Arrow <laughs> yeah yeah season one Arrow less, less CW more Disney <laughs> more, I, more Netflix I'm gonna say yeah, I, more I Netflix. think I, I'm more excited about it I, I think he's an underrated character he's like just like the Batman of the group yeah he's like He's the most relatable in terms of having a family and you stuff mean like that. He's the Spider-Man of the group. What? You said Batman of the group. Yeah, because he's what? the guy without powers in the group. So he's the equivalent to the Justice League's Batman. He's like, well, who? But Batman. Widow. Batman is not relatable. <laughs> yeah, but he is relatable as a character. Rich, super smart, super talented. <laughs> like he has a family. He doesn't just well, want to fight. And he's like, yeah, but I like gotta Batman do what's right. What, what I do love about Hawkeye is that he never thinks he's Man. all that. He's never trying to True. be like a super strong Avenger. He's just yeah, trying to do the yeah. best he can. He's, he's like, fully like, aware of his inability like, to be as good as everyone I'm else. I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. Fighting robots. I'm trying to floating rock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love how so self-aware he was in. Um, um, Age, of Age, of, oh, Age of Ultron. Probably one of my favorite things to come out of that movie, to be honest. <laughs> okay, okay well, it was pretty great. Say, like, he, he's the character that wins the most when he's a part of the any group. Like, yeah, actually. Saying, yeah. He does like, die. Like track he should all, die. It's also not like he should die. Yeah. It's like the one movie they don't have him in, they lose. Like, <laughs> I mean, bring him back, yeah. they win. Boom. You're not right. wrong. No, it's it's really true. If you like watched like he like, he's taken over, so the first loss against Loki. Then at, in that movie, when he's on the bad guy side, he goes and he defeats the entire Avengers and their flying airbase by himself. <laughs> then he gets flipped over you his head and he goes and beats an entire army. This is an entire different podcast on how Hawkeye is the strongest Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> most successful at least right? he's with that got a family he can <laughs> take out the like, shield watch his movies like, or the movies he's in it's really true 
He's always on the winning side. He could have shot Thor right when he was, you know, vulnerable in Thor, the first movie. Mm. So, true spirit. <laughs> so, man, I feel different about a, Hawkeye that, now. That's a what if movie. It's, yeah, it's Thor dies. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not super excited about uh, the Hawkeye TV show. Um, I feel like if they had. If they did like a Falcon Winter Soldier thing with Hawkeye and Black Widow as like a prequel series, I would have been down for that. What happened in Budapest? What did happen? Because <laughs> <Budapest? laughs> huh? um, I because the thing is that I don't see that question being answered in Black no. Widow's movie. So if there's no. an opportunity for that to be answered, it would be in the Hawkeye series. Um, yeah. So I mean, he's a he's kind of a special force like operations person, uh, like a sniper. The fact that he uses a bow and arrow is by choice. Um, I yeah I don't know I feel like there's not a lot I feel like Hawkeye works best in a group mm -hmm. weirdly enough like yeah. like not personally but as a character um, at, 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 at least in this uh, iteration of him um, I guess comic book Hawkeye is kind of like this disaster person um, I mean, at the very like, least, we're used to seeing him in duos. Yeah. And that's why the thing I mentioned in Endgame with that whole sequence is the only time I remember Hawkeye being a true solo character. You know? Everything else has involved groups or duos. So it is kind of weird that, at least as far as the title infers, it's just him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could easily have cameos from all kinds of different characters. I know, but we're used to seeing consistency and not just, oh, you're going to help out here and there, like be a freelancer. Maybe you know? the whole thing we've got is family life. Right, like we talked about the WandaVision. <laughs> Nothing goes video. wrong. It's just He's Hawkeye just having a nice time. On the farm. Actually, just is all of the Disney movie, like TV shows, like they're all just like dramas. Like, so like you know, Winter Soldier and Falcon, they're like in a court battles with the government over the like, shield. Objection, and, Your Honor. And then uh, you know, WandaVision, Sustained. it's like a drama. Hawkeye's Hawkeye parenting. Becomes, Hawkeye's <laughs> just the Waltons in Marvel. <laughs> It's a real life like parenting show. Uh, it's like oh, I need to pay the bills. He, he becomes a farmer and he's just like wondering why, like oh, there's a drought. It's really difficult. Yeah, My tractor he, broke just, down again. He's just trying to retire, and his daughter's like sneaking out to do Hawkeye things. Uh, I yeah. dig it. Um, well, the last thing we've actually kind of gone pretty in depth with so far, but there is one big thing that we haven't talked about. The last thing being Thor, um, Live. Love and Thunder, which is the fact that. They announced that Natalie Portman's coming back to play female Thor. What did what they do to get her back? That was an announcement. How? Yeah, they How? they brought her up on stage and they gave her. Okay, but she better have cancer. Doesn't... What? Okay, but she better have cancer. What? <laughs> she better have cancer. What? No, no, no. That's that's, that's canon. That's legit. That's yeah. oh, okay. Jane Foster has cancer. Yeah. In in the comic books, yeah. So she's like super weak, like half the time. So she yeah. becomes so, Thor. So, so here's the deal. She has cancer. She's going through chemo, even though Thor is like, we have magic on Asgard. We can heal you like immediately. And she's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to deal with any of the magic. Oh, you know, BS. so then I'm gonna go through the chemo. But then what happens is when she picks up the hammer. She becomes a god, and so, like, it removes all like foreign contaminants, including the chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. So, like, every time she picks up the hammer, she's back to square one in oh, terms yeah. of her treatment. Oh, so god. it's just like that was this like stink. vicious cycle, right? <laughs> but wow. she's constantly having to do it because people are in danger, and she needs to, you know, she got got shit mm. to do. Interesting. I think it's really cool that they're bringing 
one of the more sour notes from Marvel's past being Natty, Natalie Portman's relationship with them and the fact that we already saw that they mended it a little bit with Endgame with her providing some stuff like, like with a, the agreement to at least have her show even though she didn't do any new stuff for them yeah um, but the fact that, that she's out of a fallout I didn't hear about this she was really upset by the fact that she was nothing more than a love interest well she was also upset because the reason she, she wasn't thrilled about the first one I guess um, and the only reason she agreed to do the second one was because uh, Patty Jenkins was slated to direct it. Uh, Patty the Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, exactly. Yep. And so that that was a real, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like a push for her to be like, okay, you know, I'll be on board for the second Thor movie. And I guess Patty Jenkins Jenkins had like a really specific vision for what Thor: The Dark World was going to be. Had you know, like very specific, like a like a clear and and, right. and thought out direction. Uh, and I guess it wasn't what Marvel wanted, and so um, they parted ways. But uh, I guess Natalie Portman was still locked into a contract, um, and so <laughs> yeah, she was not she happy was about that. Not thrilled. Um, and then the movie bombed on top of that. So right. bombed by Marvel standards, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty Mar- sure Marvel it outsold the first Thor movie because that's how Marvel movies work. Like Iron Man three way outperformed Iron Man one, but everyone likes Iron Man one way more than Iron Man three. So that's true. Um, I like the idea with the title Love and Thunder where they're probably going to go with a with a heavy comedic romantic mm-hmm. action movie. Yep. I hope that they have at least 30 minutes with the Guardians of the Galaxy in it. Yeah, that's what I'm about. I'm hoping the first 30 movies is them interacting with the Guardians of the Galaxy and then I would love for something to separate them and then have them come back at the very end of the movie. That'd be cool. I'll, I'll be interested to see like how they do like the transfer of uh, powers, I guess. Where did the other hammer come from? Maybe Peter Dinklage comes back and makes another one. <laughs> Feels weird, man, but not impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, Tyrion's like, got stuff to oh, do yeah. after Game Shoot, of Thrones. It is the axe. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really have the. Uh, hmm. Yeah. That's. Hmm. The axe right. doesn't do it. The no. hammer does it. They'll probably axe make does another not one. Do it. You know? So something has to happen yeah, between no, now and then for another hammer to be possessing around. Possessing the power of Thor, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> also, it. Um, what is? What is the? The name of it, the, the actual like Stormbreaker. No, no, not that. The, the, the name of the large event. Oh, the blip or the no. snap? No, like like the next one that's coming with the multiverse. Oh, we don't know. No, I mean, I I know some of the comic stuff, and they have a thing where there's like a Thor core. A Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the multiverses are kind of colliding, and there's like a bunch of Thor hammers. Sounds like a bad oh, workout routine. Yeah. And so basically, what they do as a police force is whoever picks up a hammer is now part of the police force and is used functionally as such and there's just like a bunch of people just try and pick one up just try and pick one up you pick it up alright you're in you're, cr- you're recruited yeah, exactly. wonder for self worth slowly becomes less and less <laughs> I'm not relevant. and I'm worthy and I'm, I'm worthy it's a pretty I'm worthy. it's a pretty good interview process it's like oh well if they can pick it up then they might as well be in because we know they're gonna do a good job yeah. I, wonder they're if they're gonna, I wonder if they're gonna incorporate Beta Ray Bill at all That'd be interesting. Mm. I don't know if you guys know that mm. character or not. He's uh, like the horse version of Thor in space. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's definitely showing up. If they're the Guardians, the Guardians with Love Thor, and Thunder. Thor it was showing Thor up. And Howard the Duck. Please no. <laughs> Though I think Howard the Duck is forever going to be teased within the Marvel no, no, Universe. They, they showed him in one of the movies. He was in oh, it. that's he what was I'm saying. Too. 
That's what I'm saying. He he's, was he's, in the crowd. He's in forever Endgame going too. to be he's like, just, really? He's like one of those gonna, when they're attacking. I think he's in Endgame. Yeah, yeah no, he's in Endgame. endgame. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sure <laughs> the duck is. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> he's forever going to be teased as just sure, literally a joke not? in the entire yeah. Marvel universe. Like he's never going to have more than like a collective five minutes of screen time right. in the entire series. But, but he'll the always only be thing there. I could give him any more time would be a Deadpool movie. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, that's about it. Do you think the Deadpool movie would have a rated R or be PG-13? They movie? said that they are going to maintain the, the rating. I think it'd be but super funny. he's going to censor himself uh, when he pops up in the other Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm actually going to like that. Just, yeah, no, just I like, actively like He's going like to drop censor. an F-bomb and then a train goes by right when it happens. You just oh, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, or, or it's like Scott Pilgrim style where it like bleeps it out. Yeah, how is he like, doing that? How is he doing that with your mouth? See, that would be funny, but I also love, I, I still love the idea of the comedic timing of, like, world, like, things, like a car crashes out of nowhere to, like, like, cover a swear, you know? Or baby or, starts crying. I forget what movie or show it was in, but there was this one thing where this person kept swearing, and then there was this boat that kept, huh, every single time, and then it's like, what the heck? It's like, sorry. Um, so, yeah. I like Any like other that. thoughts on uh, Thor, Love and Thunder? I'm excited for it. I really am. I want to know where Valkyrie got her Pegasus for Endgame. I Good question. Where did it come from? I would love to see more Valkyrie. Why did she get it know? in the, uh, what, didn't she have one? She didn't have it in Thor. Ragnarok. No, she no. didn't have it. At the end, she didn't? No. No, I don't know where it came from. No, she was walking on that bridge. All right. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Very slowly, too. Where um, did she get and a Asgard Pegasus? Asgard is gone now, so I'm not yeah, sure where you're getting any of Yeah, she's currently, um, the Maybe queen the of Asgard, but on Earth? She's... The Maybe king, she, she's the king of Asgard. Maybe she called somebody in space. It's like, hey, I need space another one. <laughs> Maybe they sourced them from a different planet. I'm gonna say maybe the snap like, one hey, back. It's, a, it's a planet full of pegasi. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna go pick up another one of those. Thank you very much. Oh man, I, I, I used to have one of those. I want it's, one. A, it's a pit stop when she finds someone's slinger. Wait, I actually know a place we can go. Can you can you take me somewhere? Call right. immediate like, U-turn. I know we're running away from Thanos right now, but I really need one of those. <laughs> Yeah, I, I flying horses pretty cool, right? Because why not? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm really excited that they, they have confirmed that Valkyrie is going to be in this mm-hmm. one, so I'm glad they bring her because she's one of my favorite female characters in the entirety of the Marvel Marvel universe, in my opinion. That's pretty bold. I mean, yeah. she works. She works really well. Just disagree. right there. Good grief. Who's your favorite then? Yeah. My favorite. I'm not saying she's my favorite. I'm saying she's one of my favorite. Uh, I mean, there aren't that many to pick from. I like Shuri. I really like Some Shuri. Side shade towards Marvel. <laughs> well, honestly, there aren't a little, uh, not a lot to pick from. Just looks over at camera, looking at Marvel through camera. <laughs> Just watch Endgame again for that entire scene. So, okay, so those are the those are the heroes. Those are all the yeah, female those characters. Are, right, that's what we have. I mean, they have the two strongest heroes in the world, right? I, got, I don't know. Well, Wanda and you know uh, Marvel. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel I, I feel bad that. Um, Black Widow won't get the title of the first female um, Marvel super because I feel like she deserved it because she was the first one. She put all the work in. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Captain America comes out of nowhere. It's like yoink. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. That's on A Captain. Feels bad, man. Look at me. I'm the captain now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, 
I'm super excited for when this comes out, but I'm also excited that we have a small break. I think it's going to be very helpful. And like I said, overall, what I want to see is I want to see a lot of lighthearted and fun action with this phase. I would, because I feel like if there's a time for it, it's now, you know, before things get super serious, before we have another, not world ending, universe ending threat. Because that, that's what we're looking Multiverse at right now. Multiverse ending. Multiverse ending. No, no, that's the next phase. Okay, <laughs> right, that's the next phase. Okay. Or, sorry, the next uh, saga. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, excited for that. Excited, excited for Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. That's true. I don't care what the rest. Make of the him before. good. Please. I want him to make be him a, right. Yeah. Don't make him a good guy. He's, he's still bad. Make him bad. Make him bad. <laughs> make, make him a good bad. Make guy. him real don't bad. Don't make him an idiot. I mean, Doctor Doom is one of the biggest villains. So. Mm. Yeah. Straight up, make him Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Straight up, Keanu. Reeves. No, Adam Warlock. Make Keanu Reeves Adam Warlock. That's what I want. Even though, just make him every villain. Make him every character in the MCU. I will watch the crap Deadpool out of that. takes off his max. He's actually been Keanu Reeves the entire time, even though we, that we've seen Ryan Reynolds with him. Like, it's still Ryan Reynolds' voice the entire time when he takes off his mask. It's Keanu Reeves, and his voice just changes for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you fools. It was me the entire time. All right. Well, that'll do it. Um... I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I think we pretty well covered it. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. Yes. Or listening. Or uh, both. Or all. The above. Both is good. Both is good. <laughs> Make sure you check us out at geekkind.tv. Check out our other shows from there. And then you can also follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And um, stay tuned for more content, more non Marvel content. We, sh we, we assure you it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> but until then, stay kind, geeks. Inconceivable! Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Support for this episode has been provided by George Washington's Mount Vernon. Offering 160 wide-open, wanderable acres, Mount Vernon invites you to connect with over 200 years of history. Far more than a mansion, the first president's estate is home to four picturesque gardens and shaded woodland trails, even a cruise of the Potomac River. Visit mountvernon.org to learn more. To save 20% on tickets, use promo code OPEN.